a lot of kind of questions being thrown at them, obviously, after the first two league games and, you know, questions around the, I suppose, work rate and, and all of these things. And and I suppose you had a big issue in Galway football for a long time where by they kind of really lacked like a leadership group and that's kind of that lack of, I suppose you, you had a lot of really good young players and young teams come through, but they didn't really have that structure of a, of a good dressing room or not, not necessarily not a good dressing room, but just not that winning or structured dressing room to come into to kind of follow a process. And, you know, a lot of good players and good, good kind of underage teams didn't really filter through. And like this team is kind of whether, you know, you're, we were going back into there earlier, you know, kind of maybe not playing the traditional Galway ways or whatever, but they, they got back to being a consistently, Division one consistently kind of finals winning kind of titles, um, being like a Tornado and final, being being like a top team again. And so like, but but now this season you're kind of back at a stage where you're missing so many core leaders. I mean, you're missing core leaders and lads are coming in and getting their chance, you know, like getting young players to come in to take their chance when they're surrounded by leaders, you know, brings energy and brings fight. But when you've just got a load of kind of new faces coming into a team and other lads who are kind of not that experienced, like you're not going to have that cohesive like unit. So it's, it's judging them on the first two games, I think very harsh. Um, the Maroon and White Pod brought to you by CityLink. For bookings, timetables, updates, and any other information, head to citylink.ie. This week now, I'm delighted to be joined by Eamon Dunhu of the Irish Times to look ahead to Goy versus Tyrone this Sunday at 1.45 in Oma. Um, this week, it's nice to get an outside voice from Galway and see what the perspective is on the Galway senior footballers so far heading into this weekend and what to expect from this game against Tyrone. Firstly, Eamon, there's obviously, like every year, a lot being made of what the league is for some teams and everything else. So far, what have you made of Division 1 of the Allianz League? Um, I suppose, like, it's there's there's been a, a lot of teams like that have been hit by, are at different stages in terms of the availability of players. And, like, obviously, the two teams playing this weekend, Galway and Toronto, are both hit badly by by injuries. You've Roscommon and the early rounds have been hit by injuries and the club commitments. And you're seeing in that that like obviously some like it's not probably a reflection fully. Um but you're you're also seeing that like the teams with the really strong squads probably as well, which is gonna really have a benefit or have it making it's gonna be noticeable as the as the year goes on because obviously with the champ the championship format now and the added games like oh, that that that's more apparent as well like and then the way the game has gone you know you need to have those those players who come on come on and make an impact so um like in terms of the league so far what I'd be kind of looking for is in terms of like style of play and 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 that essentially and and, and the teams who are if there's a particular team who at like this time of year it's generally who's done more work but like Derry obviously look really really strong um Dublin kind of two games, you know, I've seen two games like whenever they've obviously two defeats, like, but it's hard to know exactly where, where they are. And you kind of get a feeling with a lot of teams as well as in some years, yeah, how, how much are, is each team putting on the league essentially as well? Like, so like Dublin aren't trying, aren't going all out for the league. Galway definitely aren't going all out for the league. Um, For, for other counties there, like 
you know, they, they would be battling hard. Like, of course, Colin, for instance, to stay in Division 1 would be huge. Like, you know, it nearly be um, a focus for them this year with, with everything that's gone on. So, um, yeah, so there's a there's a lot, lot of kind of moving parts with it, like, but um, uh, still early doors as well, only two rounds in. Do you buy it that teams don't want to reach a league final? Ah, uh, like, you can obviously see, you've seen last year with, with Mayo, like, and, and then Roscommon kind of catching on the following weekend. Mm. Like, I don't think it's, I think there is an element of peak and like, and, and I think there is an element of, I don't think teams don't want to, but like, they're not going flat out for the league, you know? So, um, it's priorities. Like, so go away with a management team aren't at that stage where their focus is completely on, you know, hitting the league hard and developing like, they're at a stage now with that management team that they need to be delivering. Like so, so the league isn't full priority. Where other teams are a bit further along the way, like last year, Mayo, for instance, the league would have been huge priority, and it was. Like you know, so um, as I said, for a county like Roscommon, trying to stay in Division One, like Toronto and big transition periods, staying in Division One would be huge for them. Like so, it's different things for different teams. Like but so, I don't think anyone's like actively trying not to to get to the final. But in terms of it being a team's priority. And and going fully a, after it, and and then that the, the knock on from that, then then not being in the final, you you may see a, a an element of that, yeah, for sure. One thing you mentioned there at the start, style of play, and at the start of the league, there can only be a crisis of we need to fix Gaelic football. What's wrong with it? But this year, we there hasn't seemed to be a crisis yet. Is it in a healthy place? Do you think the game at the moment? Um. Well. I, I I feel like there's there's a massive like there's definitely elements of positivity. I think even in the club final, um style of play of Bridges Broad, if you look at Curfin, like obviously when when in Galway and 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 the, the style of play that they brought, you're seeing kind of definitely an increase in the long kickouts. Um and then you're seeing like kind of more intensity, um more and competitive games for sure. Like um so I suppose in terms of if you're looking at the game a lot of the complaints of the game would be around kind of just the competitiveness and that kind of as an entertainment uh, product. And and I think that like people couldn't really be hitting on it as much um, at the start of this year, even during the club, because we have seen, we have seen a lot of that. I think then the, the other side in terms of when you're seeing the game in terms of our, our skill set, the, the, the pure skill set of Gaelic football, your kick pass and, your your fielding and you know your general kind of movements and patterns of play that you would like to see an element of in GA. I still think that that's there's a big there's a big lack of of focus on that and there's a huge amount of focus on I suppose conservative play like so. Um, like for for me, there's inevitably like as the season will go on and and I actually think the judgment on these things is more so what you see at club level, general club level. I mean, you look at your general club football at the moment, like, you know, there's still a lot of running around half passing the ball. Like, um, you can call it tactics, but like, oh, tactics are brilliant. Like, but there's an awful lot of just risk averse football. Like, so, um, yeah, like the same way Curfin kind of, you know, kind of set the standard um, nationally. And it's always great to see them kind of kick on and, and be on a national platform to kind of show the other way. Um, you kind of like for Galway to, do the same kind of not really with this team aren't really playing to that style but um you'd still know you'd still like to think that in crow park with the traditional 
and, and the high quality players you still would see enough of that just on you mentioned there between Kerfin and Galway um, at different stages I suppose particularly the last day in the height you talk about some of that conservative play and it is something we did see with Galway the last day has that been a frustration for you when you watch this Galway team um, well look there's an element of like right through that where Galway were like um, say even before Kevin Walsh taking them over and kind of developing finding that balance between kind of you know adapting to the modern game um, and then obviously fitting in personnel like like when you, if you pick your your best Galway team if everyone is available on paper like you know you, you probably have six really nice forwards like but then you 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 know, you're getting the other elements of the game that you need out of, like, and, and then uh, you're kind of having situations where you're putting backs into forwards and you kind of end up with, it's very hard to find a a balance, like. So, um, like, I think in the first year, Cork had a nice kind of balance, especially even in the forward line, even between, like, stuff which you don't see as much of now in the modern game, even in terms of left footers and right footers and, and, and Galway had kind of a nice balance to the way that they played on the playing on the counter attack through the hands and then getting the kick passing in and um but yeah like there's something where you you would look to see with the talent that's there and going but like at the same time that team at the moment is it's hit hard by injuries like you know it's mm. very it's it's hit massively hard like you're probably looking at that like I, I was thinking there with Galway like that that all Ireland final winning team like they probably needed to have about three or four lads like who would good enough to start or to fight for the place to be coming into that team where in reality you're kind of back to the stage that you were at before that where can you even get that team fit enough to play like and so it's hard to come on from that like you mentioned the word at the start that this management team needs to deliver particularly after last year where a lot of people go are all Ireland favourites to go on and win it out do you think this is the year when you consider the age some of the team are at, like if you look at Paul Conroy, Damien Comer, Shane Walsh, the age they're at and the panel and the management team, it's it's year five now under them. Um, I think the pressure is 100% on the management team, for sure. Like if management team doesn't get to an Ireland final or deliver an All-Ireland, like geez, like, you know, the, it's very hard to point to progress like uh, over, you know, uh, you know a, a, a good period there. Like so, um, Obviously, injuries and all these things do play play their part, and there's obviously other factors throughout the 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 overall tenure. But like, there's a pressure on the management, like, and I think you see that in terms of the, the league isn't their priority. Like, look, it can't, can't be because of the injuries, but you can see like even in the preseason tournaments, like in terms of getting a team ready for championship to try and have an All Ireland, and that's what Cork was saying from the very start when he took over, like. And that kind of, there were periods, as I said, where the, the league was of more benefit to them than other times, where at the moment, like, they kind of, they don't have, as I said, as, as full of a choice in that because of the injuries, but also, like, there is there is a pressure on the management team to to be contesting on All-Ireland. And then if the players are there, like, like if you think of, like, Galway's full-strength team, if everyone is there, they, sh- they should be, like, you know, and and good young players coming in. Um, but, yeah, like, when you think of the players who are missing... And then you think of kind of the talent, like of your likes, you're killing McDades and, and Sean Kelly's and Damien Comer's, Shane Walsh, like, and then you think of even kind of the players who should be coming in to that, like, you know, your Sam O'Neill's and your McLaughlin's and stuff. Like, they're just, it's, it's kind of unfortunate, like, or it's not kind of, you know, but 
but there's still time for that to click at the right time, you know, and that's that's if Joyce, some of the stuff he does at times can be a bit confusing, but like at the same time, he's somebody who obviously knows the timing of when to click for Hot Ireland, like, you know, there's plenty of experience of that, like, or to be there and thereabouts. Just before we do uh, get in and look at this game on Sunday, from your own perspective, what's it like working in the media around this time of year when the league is on? Um, so this time of year, like the 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 interest in the in the league varies at different years. Like you know, so like the last few years has been a there's been a good strong interest in in the league and you're you're seeing that kind of reflected in, in, in attendances and stuff like that. Um but yeah I, I suppose at this time of year it's it's about trying to to find I suppose patterns of play, um emerging teams, emerging players. Like for me anyway, like I'm kind of trying to think of, you know, what will be the two or three points that people are going to be talking about for the rest of the year in terms of play was, you know, is it high press, you know, is it Know, just trying to think of the things and, and some of them might be just an, an evolution of what was in the last couple of years whether it's goalkeepers or you know trying to attack but like trying to to find for me anyway that's the big thing that I find of interest is trying to find those two or three things that like that you can imagine at the end of the year every club team is going to be trying to pick up and do um, and how the game is going to morph with that and like for me I kind of like I prefer when those things are kind of more in a positive light or when I'm saying positive, I mean more like, yeah, like taking it by the scruff of the neck rather than again, risk averse kind of tactics. And uh, so trying to look at that and then obviously looking for players as well who are, who are coming and breaking through, um, looking at the club players who kind of stood out, like on a goalie perspective, like, you know, I would have been really looking forward to seeing um Sam and Neil kind of have a have a crack around there from seeing the club championship. Um, you would have liked to see you kind of wait in a while to see like McLaughlin kind of do um who's available around the middle there and they add to the options and go are kind of strong around there anyway. Like, but um, you know, the young Carl Finn lads as well, like looking to see how they could kick in and what kind of position and, and it's the same across the board with different counties, like um, and that's kind of the exciting thing about the league is finding those players because they'll get their they'll get that opportunity, limited enough opportunities then come championship like because obviously the pressure is is so intense have you seen an evolution or a style of play yet that has surprised you or is it too early to tell probably given the even weather conditions that these games have been played in so far yeah yeah i think like an, and in a lot of the games you kind of seen sex parts of games as well like you know in the preseason tournaments you're not seeing the full game and you're getting reports and stuff you kind of need to you need to kind of be towards the end of the league i think to really kind of see something that's like been consistently applied and um I think the one that I'm kind of keeping my eye out for is the press like Jim McGuinness Donegal press like just that kind of zonal high press you know a def defense from like it's obviously a defensive tactic but like it's it's you see it in other sports um that concept of you know kind of zonally splitting the pitch and coming hard and uh and yeah, like it's. I think it would be a nice evolution for the game. Like, um, in a lot of ways, but it changed the game massively because you know, like backs then the you're seeing a lot now of like backs getting so much free ball, like carrying the ball up the field, and 
you're kind of looking at the back now, you kind of almost want your back to be comfortable on the ball, carrying it with loads of time and space. Where if you're getting them pressed now, they have to be able to break out through that. It just changes the game again um, and the requirements. And like that's something that I'm kind of keeping an eye out for. And, and then like I'd be looking at ways, how can you kind of analyze that or how can you kind of measure that? Or how can you kind of see that as being something rather than just as I'm doing there, just kind of describe, describing it, but how can you actually quantify what that what that is? And you need to have, you know, you need to be able to see it enough to be able to say that. Um, and then obviously sometimes when you're looking for that, some, something else, you know, you can see something else. But like, um, I suppose that's the stuff that, that, that I like to do in terms of media, but I, I, I know everyone's not the same with that. Just going on this Sunday then, Gower at the exact same stage as last year after two games had a point. But going into this one, it's obviously a difficult trip. You're going up to Oma, Tyrone two points, and they're coming into this one on the back of a disappoint, disappointing performance against Derry. Whoever wins this, it's huge for them. Whoever loses it, it is going into that kind of relegation battle. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you're looking at the league, like, regardless of who you are like the two teams that you probably would have seen as the two maybe weaker teams like it's a strong division one for a start this year like you know like the, the teams have obviously came up Derry and Dublin came up like you know it's a strong division one stronger than it was last year but the two teams you probably would fancy especially with Roscommon kind of early on being not at full strength and they can't afford to not be at full strength um it would be Roscommon and Tyrone, maybe the kind of teams that you'd be, you'd be fancying getting you in. And Galway have obviously drawn with Roscommon, kind of fortunate enough to get that. And now with Tyrone, they need to, they need to get, they need to get their two points off of that, really. Like, I suppose if you were to look at that in that relegation battle, like as in Galway, uh, Tyrone have a chance now against a week in Galway and they, they've already beaten Roscommon. So like, it's huge for them to get them wins because they'll really struggle even, at, even as they get to full strength close to full strength to beat um the the bigger or the better teams and Roscommon likewise especially if the momentum like of two of not picking up wins kind of gets to them whereas I suppose you could argue if Galway gets to full strength they could still fancy their their arm against against picking up points against anyone um but it's still a league and it's still you know it's it's, it's still consecutive games where it, and momentum comes into play so like it's a massive one because it's probably the weakest team that they're going to play for the rest of the league and it's also you know three games in you don't want to be on a point like and that what that will do for momentum so um yeah like it's 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 a huge one for a huge one for going in, in the context of the league and, and and staying in staying in the league and then obviously pick that up and you kind of pick up bigger momentum things change massively like at this early stage with that there are two teams that are nearly in similar situations going obviously at those six players out injured Tyrone of five or six as well. So it does kind of even itself out. Even we might see some of these players even back this weekend as well. Yeah, and Tyrone have a few lads who've stepped away and stuff like that as well. Um yeah, like I, I still think like I think Galway are a stronger team than Tyrone. Like in in my eyes, on a way, Galway at full strength are a good bit stronger team than Tyrone. The only thing you'd say with Galway is like a thing with the injuries, like it's at a stage where, you know, like Damien Comer Killian McDade, like savage players, like absolutely savage players and savage athletes. But like you're kind of at a at a point in championship 
consistently over the seasons where there's a good chance that they'll be injured come championship. Like so, so like when you're saying like it's not like a gimme as in you know you got these six lads come back, like consistently over the years they're they're carrying knocks. So like it's the likelihood of Galway getting that full strength is just that's that's that team is a massively injury hit team. You know it's not like you know you see with other you know teams at their at their peak. You know that lads are just very resilient and not picking up a lot of injuries where. the Galway team they pick up a lot of injuries like so the idea of them having everyone at, at one time moving right and not like if you see like McDade and Sean Kelly different times last year and stuff like that they're, they're clearly carrying stuff like so to get all of them moving right like so that's like I think to the caliber of the players that Galway are missing like there's serious players like you know even look at last weekend like was coming against Galway like You know, when you're looking at that, that, that them players that Galway are missing, like that's a huge difference. Like you know, like, um, but as I said, like, when are you going to get all of them together? So it's one thing to say, "Oh, geez, we're missing all these lads," but like, when do you, when do you have them together? You know, so, um, so can you really, can you really bank on the idea that you're going to get them all together again? Um, and do you kind of have to start almost planning around a certain amount of, you know, what what would you do with with if you only half of them like? Um, but yeah, like in terms of them both being weakened, um, but but then Tyrone are in transition. Where Galway are trying to Galway would like to think that they try and win an All Ireland. Like Tyrone are very much in transition. Like so, even when them lads come back, there's a lot of young players playing. They're very much in transition. Where Galway are still very much looking for some players to add to a team. Like if Galway had the majority of their team right, it would nearly be the team from the Ireland final a few years. But like that would be nearly the team again. Like where Tyrone have a are in are in a much more transition period um and like i think Galway should definitely be targeting a, a win in that game like Where are they currently at at the minute for you going? yeah like like there's obviously a lot of kind of questions being thrown at them obviously after the first two league games and you know questions around the I suppose work rate and and all of these things and and I suppose you had a big issue in Galway football for a long time where by they kind of really lacked like a leadership group and that's kind of that lack of I suppose you, you had a lot of really good young players and young teams come through but they didn't really have that structure of a of a good dressing room or not not necessarily not a good dressing room but just not that winning or structured dressing room to come into to kind of follow a process and you know a lot of good players and good good kind of underage teams didn't really filter through. And like this team is kind of whether, you know, you we were going back into there earlier, you know, kind of maybe not playing the traditional Galway ways or whatever, but they they got back to being a consistently division one, consistently kind of finals winning kind of titles, um, being like a Tornar and final, being being like a top team again. And so like, but but now this season you're kind of back at a stage where you're missing so many core leaders I mean you're missing core leaders and lads are coming in and getting their chance you know like getting young players come in to take their chance when they're surrounded by leaders you know brings energy and brings fight but when you've just got a load of kind of new faces coming into a team and other lads who are kind of not that experienced like you're not going to have that cohesive like unit so it's, it's judging them on the first two games I think very harsh um their style of play some of the tactical decisions does raise a few eyebrows like you know like you know like you're, you're kind of looking at two wing backs playing wing forward kind of thing like it does there is some stuff which 
does raise eyebrows. Like, um, like I'd be looking at it in in, in a situation where like I, I don't understand why they're not using the league to give more experimentation in certain positions, such as goalkeeper and stuff like that. Like there are certain things where you would like to see more experimentation um to kick on. But you'd still think that if Galway have their strongest team, they're definitely the best team in Connacht. And they're one of the best, they're one of the All Ireland contenders. Like so um like that's where that's where they are. When they're the, their strongest team, they're one of the best teams in Connacht and they're an All Ireland contender. And like you're looking at a season like last year where the All Ireland wasn't like it was more open, like, you know, and, and you're seeing that at the moment. It's not like years before where Dublin were just so dominant. Um so being being at that level you can test in All Ireland. But on the same side you have a few injuries and you don't even win Connacht and you don't even like you have a year like last year, you know, for going in the All Ireland series. Like so um very hard for them. Like they are in that in that in that uh kind of between between uh areas where it could go in a lot of directions for them. But I would definitely like to see more more experimentation. Would you not think that like in terms of like I definitely think around the goalkeeper position, I'd like to see kind of just try like the goal, you know, Gleason has, he's improved a lot, like, and, he, and he's, he's been solid and he's, he's had a good season last year and stuff, but like, you'd still would, would like to see a, a different, like, so Flaherty is a kind of different type of goalkeeper, yeah. you know, his outfield player can change the way that you play, um, try it, like, you know, and, and see how that goes and give them a, give it a, a run of games. Like, you know, you're seeing Galway lost a goal, a top quality goalkeeper already in into Roscommon, and like that goal he was behind Flaherty under like so, yeah. Some some of the stuff is a, is a bit baffling. Like um, said even seeing the position and like half forward, like like I I do think that Galway like Johnny Heaney made such a big impact when he came on against Roscommon, and like he's he's one of the few kind of players to have, and like obviously another lad was kind of more of a, a back really like but um. They do lack that kind of half forward kind of motor, motor and kind of athlete player. That that's kind of what they do struggle a little bit with, and that's why if you're kind of looking at, that's why I'd have been looking at maybe a McLaughlin or a Dan or, or a Sam O'Neill or a, you know, one of the young lads who are playing around the middle, like to kind of maybe fill into a role like that and to see a bit of experimentation like that is what I'd like to see in the next few rounds, and then you might have a bit more confidence then if you get the lads back from injury that they could have a really good tilt. But I, in terms of results. Staying up would be huge just in terms of confidence and momentum, but like the results isn't the end, be all and end all for them, other than this weekend. <laughs> yeah, with that, uh, I think Sam's on his way back from injury. Um, he got injured there in the quarterfinal. Um, I think it was his MCL he did. Um, so he's, okay. on his, he's on his way back. Um, and at the moment, James McLaughlin isn't part of the panel, which is a big blow. Studying um, abroad or something, is he? Or... Studying abroad till June. So, uh, yeah, at, it's himself and Keen Hearn, and he weren't with the panel at all at the minute. Yeah. Um, so there's uncertainty there. But yeah. just when you reference the wing backs as the wing forwards, Carl Sweeney and Kieran Malloy, going by the Ross Common game, I think it's something go are, are going to stick with. Like, it's a funny one because you see an awful lot of wing forwards go back to wing back in the way the game has gone. The other way around is a very negative approach. Like, like as in, putting wing backs, putting a natural forward or wing forward into wing back, like whether that's, you know, like kind of you can see that the example of like putting a forward back into wing back, like Conor McCarthy and Monaghan, because, you know, frees up that space as the way the game has gone. That's, that's like even what I was saying in terms of like with, 
now the press might change that, but like you get a lot of free space now as a as a back carrying the ball up. So you have a good forward back there. Like St. Bridget's there had Rory Fallon gone back to wing back mm -hmm. and he was very strong in the club championship. Like that concept of of putting a wing forward or ha or a forward back into wing back, but putting a wing back up to wing forward generally would be suggest that you kind of don't have the options in the forward line or that yeah you don't have that kind of player who's going to kind of do the work as well and uh yeah like you'd like to think that you could try and convert a play like you see it with Dublin and like you see it with loads of counties that like the talented forwards can build that that reservoir that tank and, and can, can can put the work in as well um where the idea of putting in a putting in half forwards in a wing I just think it kind of is is limiting and it puts all the pressure then on certain forwards it really like you know when them certain forwards are back it would really mean a lot of relying on them rather than like trying to develop other guys into that that role like I'm looking if you're looking at Roscommon in, in terms of like the likes you've seen the likes of Akeem McKeown and stuff like that who kind of developed into that role they would have wouldn't have been workers but they ended up doing a lot of their their work in the other half the field like um where yeah i don't know if that's Porrick's own kind of thing of you know the forwards kind of win the game and you get the rest of the lads kind of do the work like but it it just smacks of a lot of negativity to me um but also maybe he just horse for course the moment he doesn't see doesn't see the another fit to get that that level of transition into their play which is obviously huge yeah it's it's hard to know exactly Johnny Heaney's role now because when he came on against Roscommon, he, he played that kind of cornerback as the free role. Roscommon only playing a two man inside line. He played as the free man, drove forward at any chance he got. But it's hard now to know where going on that game or going looking at Johnny Heaney as a back now this year. Yeah, it's it's hard to know with that because, like, obviously, Roscommon play a particular way, like, like. When you look at Galway's half back options, like they've they've a serious amount of now look, I think in the I said in the modern game a lot of players are being converted into half backs. So but like they have a lot of serious options at half back. Like even if you look at like Killian McDade's best wish wing back, like you know, like you when you really go into so many they've like Johnny Heaney wing back, Carl Sweeney, Kieran Malloy, you know, himself. Like when they all come in, they could play them all wing back, like or in the in that half back line and you know, with daily at six, like that's, they're very strong there and you're trying to fit them kind of players, as many of them onto the, the pitch as you can. Um, you know, and, and, and obviously they said all really good players. There's an element of that and, and then, like, there, look, there's an element of that middle third positions now don't apply as much like that. That's 100% like, and, and like Johnny Heaney tracking a, a corner forward out from corner back will end up in a lot of those similar positions as well. And and then there's there are certain players who are kind of strong headspace and kind of really kind of good readers of the game and stuff like that, that they will just do their role and they will play the way they play regardless of what kind of position they're on. So like if they're going to be coming out, following somebody, as long as they're in around those spaces, they'll still do the same thing. So it's look, there there is an element of kind of adapting to the the game into the day, but the, the if the, if it's the thing if it's consistently being set up that way, like I said, just it just does come across a bit negative. Um, and Johnny Heaney, like that's not going to work obviously in every game. So like you know, and you're obviously leaving yourself in a situation where he ends up with the opposition just pushed their corner forward back in again. Like and that's obviously just a few changes, but like 
it's a bit of it's a bit of chess like which is um i don't i don't see them doing that i think johnny over the years has been just so strong in that wing forward position i think um that he'll end up he'll end up there again like Just with this on Sunday, Goa have obviously been given chances then to Limo Kanida, Killian O'Curran, uh, in those corner forward positions. And the two of them have impressed at different stages. A lot of a lot of the work they're doing off the ball that probably people aren't seeing, but for the first kind of real years at senior level, they have impressed. But it's a it's another game this weekend that's gonna bring them two players on. Yeah, I, I really like Killian O'Curran. Like I, I think um has a thing about him like where he he likes to like he's he's very brave like and and he like you know he he's a he's he's very comfortable being a focal point of it um he's he's not afraid to make mistakes um you know he'll take take the man on he'll go for it and like that kind of like the only thing with that is that when you have Walsh and these lads back they're going to pick that mantle and like you can you can see Kieran Curry and obviously a lot can happen and he's, he's a young man like but you can see him like filling that role for Galway in the future but like as of as where they're looking for someone now to like slot into the forward line and work as a unit with those um you don't really see him do that because that's not the ask of him now the ask of him now is actually to to kind of be a leader there because Walsh and Cormor and these lads aren't there. So um like I would I'd like to see how he kind of operates in that mix with them. Um because that's kind of be the telling the telling point for me in terms of this year and what you could get out of them. But in terms of their development, yeah, like this, you know, getting them consistent games. Um like you've seen O'Carrion kind of taking on the man a lot against Wisconsin and he got stripped a good bit like but like he he'll find he'll learn so much because of the way he plays. Like, cause he's having a go. Like, you know, a lot of young players would go in and just kind of keep it safe, and their their learning graph would be a lot less. Whereas he's, like, he's he goes for it. Like, you know, so like he's the learning he would have, the data he would have to process coming home from that. Like, I think his rate of improvement as well would be huge. I I really like him, and I think he's one who, um, when you're talking about, could you get from that if you had that, that All Ireland final team, and you could add three or four lads to it, like he he'd be one who would definitely. you'd like to think if he could get fit, they could be fighting for a starting place or if not coming on, making a huge impact and having anyone who is starting bursting their, their bollocks to knowing that he's going to come on. Like, We do hope that the conditions will improve because the first two rounds have been just terrible conditions Galway played in. But a big target has to be when we look at the scores we've got from our forwards in both games, it really hasn't been enough. But like Galway this weekend are surely targeting to get more of a spread from their forwards. The likes, as we mentioned there, Curran and O'Connila and Tierney Infinity again, if, if they both start. um, Just really to... get more scores on the board from their forwards as a whole. Yeah, yeah. And look, you're going into the situation again where we've said lads, not not a team that have been look, has played together in underage and stuff like that, but like as a, a unit, like that team's not fully cohesive. Different lads kind of playing, taking their chance. They're not kind of don't have that leadership group kind of carrying. They're obviously then because they're weaker, they're set up a bit more defensive and just by the way they set up is quite is a bit negative. So it's the opportunities for forwards there aren't and then the conditions you know so um but i think that like this galway team like you know when your main forward is shane walsh like you kind of set yourself up for kind of 
you're setting yourself up for a forward who is quite individual like so um like you know you kind of just creating spaces for him to do the damage like and um yeah like that's the way that, that they play so it's 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 kind of hard like they're, they're not playing fluidly enough but there are loads of factors to that like i don't expect them to go out against their own and and suddenly like just go for it like or you know pick uh, play in a different way like they're they're developing a style and then when the personnel come in they'll fit better into that system um when they, when everyone's there and and pork looking at who can come in and do a job with that like so who come in as a sub in that and who could fit in and because again he's 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 targeting that all Ireland but like yeah the 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 scores are are very very low for you know like to to win a game like nine points last like you know so um yeah, yeah like you can see you seen when Derry did kind of Derry obviously operating at a different pace they ripped through to our own like so um that's the way obviously to go at Toronto like rather than Toronto only like it if you kind of play that game of defensive ball with them like so yeah and like they've not the the Ulster teams have the best experience of that like doing it all their lives like so you're still kind of playing into their hands but go go away a good record against Ulster teams you know so um yeah like I still think I still think that like I, I don't expect like I haven't I haven't actually looked at the forecast for the weekend but like um yeah, like that definitely does play play into it. Like, yeah, on the injury front, just Shane Walsh's injury hasn't been as bad as expected. So maybe we might see him this weekend. Liam Silk and Sean Kelly have both kind of began their return to play protocols, but it's hard to know will they be ready for this weekend. If not, but like even if we can get one or two of those players back, it's huge. Yeah, yeah, and like. Again, like I don't think Pork will be taking a huge risk with any of them. Like, yeah. um, you know, like he he wouldn't be taking a huge risk with them, like because you know the the long run for them lads is is still the the main thing. But like, yeah, like if you can get like a part part of their return to play, if part of that is fifteen minutes, like you know a good strong fifteen minutes there would be good for them and good for be huge for Galway. Like you know, just give them a boost, a crowd of boost, and everything in a in a close game. Um, yeah, like it's just for the young players, like just. Just having them lads on the field will give that lift because, like, what happened to Galway football when it had that dip, which it's still kind of fully finding its feedback, is where, where you, you had a stage where, like, if you were to just take Damien Comer and Shane Walsh and all these lads out now and just never came back, and then suddenly you have to find a new leadership group from nothing, like, you know, that's that's what was there before. So, like, that, that, them lads now are, they've developed themselves into that, them roles, and yeah. Like they'll them being on the field would would give a huge boost to the to the other lads, you know. Just on Tyrone, then before we finish, um, good at stages against Roscommon, uh, probably they'll make themselves poor overall the last day. A lot of this under twenty group coming through, but there's challenges as I suppose with Tyrone, especially this week. They play a, a, a good few of their players. I think it's four or five in total play with Jordanstown in the Sigerson Cup final on Wednesday and then they go again on Sunday against Goa. Yeah, yeah. And look, there's, there's pros and cons with that in terms of the, the, the... Obviously, fatigue comes into it in terms of injuries, but there's also the, you know, for them young lads kind of breaking into Toronto senior team and playing in the Sigerson, like this great road, like momentum of football, like, you know, they'll... they'll they're... they're Again, their rate of improvement and growth and stuff like that at the moment would be huge. Like and and um, yeah, like 
I think the I think the Tyrone in the game so far, like in the Roscommon game, they were the better team. Roscommon completely depleted, but Roscommon really should have had a draw like that goal, you know. So yeah. um like it wasn't it was far from and then they were they were absolutely like where they were well beaten there the last day, like so um and that would have been had a hit on them, like, you know, with Mickey as well coming to town and and uh like I think that would have had an impact on them. So like if, if Galway can get in early, like um yeah, like the confidence will be there for the taking. But like I suppose they'll be saying the same about Galway, like, you know, that if they can get in there early and um kind of set set a you know just kind of get the doubts in the in in the mind, like. But yeah, I I think with Tyrone, like watching them again, we were talking about like what are you watching for this time of year? Like you kind of think Canavan inside is like who's gonna pick him up? It's kind of a big thing. Like they kind of really do leave him inside, and they, they in fairness to them, they do, they do get ball into him. You know, um, he's kind of in there on his own. Like so, so who's going to pick him up? And that's kind of will be a key. Probably key Johnny McGrath. Probably, yeah. probably, and that, that's a big test for him because like he wouldn't be in that. He wouldn't have that role if you know, even if you had John Glynn back. Not to mind if you had your full full cohort of of like of backs available. Um, so. He'll he'll pick him up probably and and then obviously like he'll be expecting support from his backs and there'll be plenty of them around there probably like so um but like how they manage that like will be a lot of Tyrone's big threat Tyr- like Paul Conroy was all standing the last day midfield yeah. um Tyrone's midfield has been very strong you wouldn't be judging the midfield too much against Roscommon um Roscommon have struggled so far this year midfield kind of made progress over the last few years there but um like they got absolutely swamped midfield against Tyrone as well like so. Um, like Toronto's midfield have been, you know, Toronto's midfield is experienced there, and uh, Patrick and and Kennedy, like that's a good midfield. So we're seeing more ball being kicked out. Like that would be a good contest area, um, and an important one as well. Like so, Conroy, I think will 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 play an important role in that game. Um, so yeah, like that's that will come into it. But like I think that that's their two kind of areas will be, if if Galway can kind of get a good you know, plateau like or a good area, a good balance in or a good evenness in, in the middle and and do and have shackles on Canavan, like they should be strong enough elsewhere. So you see Galway winning this one on Sunday? Yeah, I think I think Galway win it like I don't I don't massively rate the Tyrone that Tyrone team, like even when everyone um no, like I just don't think they've got enough balance. They've got loads of really good economical footballers, but they're kind of a lot of similar footballers. I don't think it gives them a full balance. They obviously are all Ireland, a lot of all Ireland males, and they've got everyone like you know, and you can't take that away. But um, I think that that full balance, and then obviously when you've got like Maddie Donnelly and uh, Maddie Donnelly and Colin McShane, these I've gave them a bit of balance, and they're not there. You know, Tyrone has pedigree now, like they produce really good footballers, but like a lot of them can be quite a similar prototype type of player who's very adaptable can play in a lot of positions very comfortable on the ball you know powerful um competitive like very good decision maker and like there's a lot of those and it kind of creates a so um yeah and like that's why you know that the kind of x factor they have inside is kind of an, and it kind of put the shackles on that on, on him um but i think the Galway have a Galway have enough overall like like even if you look at that like that was common team that played against Galway was a lot stronger, a lot stronger than what played against Tyrone. Like um like I think that Galway team even the last day will beat should beat Tyrone now. Just one final thing Eamon um before we finish that I want to touch on. 
It was announced during the week that Mark McHugh, former Donegal footballer and former Roscommon coach, is going to take up a coaching role with uh, Mike Cullen for the 2024 season. It's a huge addition, really, for a club side, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And look, he, he definitely would have had a role to play in what was common last year in terms of, you know, they were, especially early in the year, they were flying it like, you know, I don't think this massive secret in terms of like the the running and the, like that he would have obviously experienced himself under McGuinness and that he brought to common and like just, you've seen, a, and you've still, still seen it to, to, you're still seeing it carried across this year that like they're obviously favoring that kind of, pass and cut and long running kind of play and that's kind of central to him so like he'll add that to you know on a club level you know you imagine the fitness levels and stuff like them lads are in for a tough uh, pre-season like um but yeah like that's a that's a big one for club level um big loss for us common whatever happened there um uh, won't speculate but um it's a big it's a big loss for for us common like but at club level that's a big 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 uh yeah it's a, it's a serious kind of coach to have in there like and he obviously has that experience from last year of you know the top top tier like so um coming in and pushing my Cullen on like um yeah and then neither because Carafin you'd imagine will will have taken a lot from last year kind of they wouldn't have expected I don't think to have been at that jump mm. with some of them lads as quickly as they did like so um yeah, so so they need everything that they can, but like that'd be good for Galway football to have that. Like you, you because again, like when you're you're criticizing kind of there is that you don't want to be like me either, like where you're kind of stuck in your traditions and you you know you're you're million miles off the modern game. Like it is trying to find that balance, like me down Galway or near that, but you don't want to to be like that. And and when you've got the different types of play, it helps. Um but at the same time, like you do like to see Galway of all counties. You'd like to think Galway and Kerry in these counties would would will bring the right type of play, even amongst all of the amid all of the kind of risk averse play. But sure, yeah, have to get past this weekend first and build up a bit of momentum and get bodies back on the field and things can swing. As you say, Galway last year were in the same points. Like you know, things can change very quickly. Absolutely. Well, Eamon, thanks a million for your time. And that's all we do have uh, time for on today's show. Thanks, Bob.